below. Um, I'm Rob, <laughs> and uh, this is another podcast for you. Um, <clears throat> sat in my living room. Um, it's nine minutes past midnight, so it's technically Tuesday morning. Um, and I'm very excited about the fact that I've got uh, work in less than eight hours' time. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. Um, I was going to sit outside and do the podcast, but the street lights where I live have broken. And I don't know why. Quietly. I think it may have something to do with the recent um, thunderstorm, but I'm not sure the reason is actually as cool as as that. Um, <clears throat> I went outside just before then, you know, with a view to possibly go and do the podcast out there, and um, yeah, it was dark and scary. <laughs> uh, genuinely quite scary and I thought I didn't want my phone screen you know the gleam of it to you know be the one shining light in the dark and attract any undesirables my way um especially while I'm talking I figured I wouldn't be able to see any any uh, mischief makers in the dark approaching me with a with a rusty a rusty shiv um i don't know what the hell i'm talking about but basically i i went outside and i got scared and it is interesting how we fear the dark isn't it um like when i looked up um like i guess because all of the streetlights were off I could see the the stars like about as clearly as I can I could possibly see them anyway because I suppose because I kind of have like dog vision um underwater dog vision I can only really like you know I I know that the stars are there but it's not nothing's quite um you know, sharp in my, in my view when it's that far away. So, so yeah, but even so, um, even so the stars were looking quite impressive tonight. Um, and in a way it was sort of beautiful, but yeah, the darkness of everything else was really ominous and scary. So, I'm in the living room. Um, just been joined by Gracie the cat. And, yeah. Ah, I have a few things to talk about over the weekend. Um, not over the weekend, over the next whatever. Next half an hour, if we get there. 
Scousers call, like, you know, the, I guess, the city centre town. So, I don't know, maybe it's a northwest thing. Maybe it's a, maybe it's like a sort of Scouse-Manx hybrid thing. Um, well, yeah, anyway, <laughs> town is essentially, you know, it's the, the biggest and best place to go to um, if you want to go get drunk um, and be surrounded by kind of 18 and 19 year olds um, either wearing you know uninspired streetwear or nothing at all in in the case of some some girls most girls who I saw um and I say that disparagingly, and no, I'm kind of all for, um, you know, freedom of expression. And if that means that people don't want to wear a lot of clothing, then fine. Um, I think dressing up like a roadman and having one of those little, <laughs> those little chest pack things I don't even know what they're called they're like fanny packs but people have them around their their bodies um I think they're <laughs> I don't know I just think they look silly I think what would be really cool is if people wore rucksacks out to town <laughs> um but I suppose that'd be a security risk maybe um, um, I, I've actually speaking about like bags, I've, um, started wearing my man bag more often. Um, I think it makes me look more studious. So when I go out and do my writing and I, you know, I know that's very pretentious anyway, but you know, <laughs> cares I'm a narcissist I have a podcast of course like of course I'm pretentious um yeah I wear I wear my little man bag it's like leather 
high quality, I think. I like to think it might be like custom leather. No, not custom, like Tuscan leather. I'm not even sure Tuscan leather is a thing. Um, is that a Drake song? Is it Tuscan leather? It's like his best song ever. The intro to Take Care. Anyway, if you haven't heard that song, by the way, listen to it. I know like Drake gets a bad rep because he's like a pop star and the biggest... Well, yeah, he's maybe one of the biggest artists in the world and whatever. <clears throat> and I'm not sure he's really made that great music over the past few years. But yeah, his some of his like his old stuff is legitimately hardcore. Well, not hardcore. Ugh, I don't know. It's good stuff. Listen to it. Get over yourself. Basically, is my point. Um, and start wearing stupid like f- fanny packs on your chest, and dressing like your name's Dave or Stormzy. Start wearing bucket hats. Don't know why they make you. I feel like here it is. Here's my issue with a bucket hat, and I know I'm gonna sound like a hypocrite because I might end up having a bucket hat at some stage. But I feel like the silhouette of a bucket hat makes you look like you've got big ears. You know. So like, I think one of the key ways to look at dressing yourself is to kind of think of the silhouette. How does the fit look if you look at it like a silhouette? And I think a bucket hat looks like a medieval helmet. Either that or you've got big pointy ears. And um, yeah, it's silly. You're inside. Take your hat off. Take your stupid little drug bag off. And just, you know, do whatever. Um, Anyway, I'm not, you know. I'm not really here to attack, you know, a generation of people who firstly, you know, are largely sound, I found in my time, and um, are just having a good time. And who's to say they're wrong and I'm right? You know, maybe there's space for man bags and chest fanny pack drug bags. Who knows? Um... Maybe we can coexist. It's not like we're stepping on each other's toes. They're not coming to the coffee shop to write with me. They're, you know, dealing with their hangovers. Um, As am I. Which leads me back to what I was saying the whole way. The whole way ago. That's not something that you say as a person. Um, All that time ago. Um the best part of seven minutes ago. Yes, I went to town. (laughs) Um, Now, I feel I should explain myself because it's not, not often that I would find myself in town. So it has to be, has to be a pretty good reason for me to go. And um, it was. So um, I obviously went to school. I say obviously. I know that sometimes the way I conduct myself suggests that I wasn't 
socialized particularly well as a young person, but I did go to school. And um, when I was at school, I um, managed to kind of become friends with like quite a lot of people. <laughs> and that sounds really um, arrogant, but I guess when I say quite a lot of people, because like nowadays, I sort of don't really make that many friends. Um, or at least maybe I don't strive to make lots of friends. Um, I don't really make much of an effort. Um, <clears throat> I was actually talking to one of my few new friends in life today. And I said to him, I kind of apologized. I was like, I'm sorry I'm not very thoughtful. Because I'm really not very thoughtful. Um, I think I'm quite good when it comes to like, you know, a, a sort of relationship debt. Um, like I feel like I, I work hard to make sure that someone isn't making like a net loss by being my friend. So if they do a good thing for me or whatever, I try to pay them back in some way. But I'm quite... um not very good at like having foresight for doing a good thing for someone or that would be a good present for someone. I'm very, um, yeah, unless I'm aware of like an outstanding net negative position, I guess I, I'm quite, um, yeah, like I'm just entirely selfish in my thought process. Do I want this? Do I want that? If I don't, I'm not interested. I don't even want to think about it. Um, and I suppose the first step, as with many things, is to acknowledge it. So I'd like to be more thoughtful as I grow older. Um, I'd love to be you know, someone who people think is a good person. <laughs> um, but then even that's kind of gross because I'm kind of saying I want people to think I'm a good person. No, I just want to be a good person, you know. And I think if I was more thoughtful, I would respect myself more. Um, and ultimately, some self-respect and kind of fulfillment, internal fulfillment is really all I'm after. Um, but yeah, um, so I haven't got that many friends now. Well, no, I'd still have friends, but I ha don't really make new friends very quickly. I'm quite, obviously this might be hard for you to believe because I literally, you know, talk for about half an hour every week to myself, but I'm actually quite shy and quiet-ish. Um, I guess if I had a drink, I can be a bit loose with my tongue, but um, generally I'm not really like performing to a level that is, uh, you know, that is, you know, reflect, um, reflectant, 
reflective of someone who's looking for friends. Um, So, yeah, anyway... (laughs) um, I guess my point is, is that at school, like, I ended up, like, I had quite a lot of friends, um, which I'm really thankful for, actually, because, um, like, it's quite rare that, like, I went to primary school with, you know, I can't even remember, but maybe, like, I want to say, like, 15 boys something like that, and however many girls, like, probably 15 boys, 15 girls, maybe, probably a bit less on either side, maybe 12 boys, 12 girls type thing, and probably have some form of relationship with about 80%, like, some form of positive kind of relationship with about 80 or so percent of that lot. Um, Certainly the boys, like, um, and the way I say that, like, the boys, like, it's kind of some sort of, um, you know, gang, when in reality it's a, you know, I think I think we all benefit from being quite the group of, um, you know, freaky weirdos. Um, Grace and the Cat. Grace and the Cat's joined me. Not sure what she wants to do. I think she might want to go for a poo. And I've I've set up here her bed. Um, that might interest her. Um, no, you need to leave me alone. Anyway, um, I might have to call out that bit just because it's boring. Um, so. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to sit on my rocking chair. Hope, hope you don't mind. Oh, God, it's loud. Um, <clears throat> sorry if I've had to cut out some bits there. Um, decided to move chairs. I'm now sat on a rocking chair. Hopefully you don't mind. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, like, I've managed to somehow despite my you know best efforts for being you know incredibly antisocial um and thoughtless i have managed to maintain quite strong relationships with like my oldest friends which is really nice um and they were out. Well, sorry, quite a lot of them had come home, or at least a number of them had come home, um, having been, like, marooned in the UK um, because of COVID. I mean, of course, they, they, they live in the UK now, but I think having the ability to come home taken away make, must kind of make it feel like I guess it must make it, it just must make it harder, you know, like, um, it must make you feel as far away from home as you ever have been before, I guess. Um, 
And yeah, like, I mean, there were a number of people who I hadn't seen, like, for two, three years, maybe longer, you know, and like, you know, so much has changed, like, in the world, I guess. But like, not only that, like, not only globally, like, if we talk about COVID, which is just, just tiresome now, um... It's funny as well because I'm. I think I think I might have it. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but I actually also think I'm hungover. Well, not hungover, but just a bit rough. Like cognitively, I feel fine, but I've kind of. You'll probably tell I've got quite a sexy little, um, like a husky voice at the moment. Um. I mean, it could be that I should just be in bed at this point, but then there is also the fact that, like, I was I was out and I was having to shout over the very loud dance music um, that accompanied our night. But, um, yeah. So a few, a few came home. And, um, yeah, like I say, it's been, it'd been... It felt like years, it probably was years since I'd seen, you know, at least a few of them. And um, I knew that, like, the weekend was probably probably my only chance to really go out and see these people, um, my friends, and <laughs> these people. Um, and um, And I did think to myself, if you don't, show your face tonight you are essentially kind of setting your stall out as entirely not arsed now <clears throat> I think part of my brand is not being arsed hence why I'm you know 72 episodes into this podcast and haven't thought to invest in a real mic which I think I will do because I do care about you guys but I don't know it just didn't and doesn't feel, you know, critical to the product. Um, so, yeah, I bit the bullet. I went out. Um, I'm not really one for town. I, I don't mind drinking. I quite like drinking, actually. Oh, oh excuse me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't mind drinking, but um, I just don't, um, I don't really derive a lot of pleasure in binge drinking anymore. <laughs> like, uh, I'm 26, so um, I quite like four beers and getting a little bit giddy and sort of, you know, um, lubricating the 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 channels for conversation a little bit with some drinks, but I don't feel the need to have too much more um, than I need. Um. So yeah, not that like the night was overly. Um, 
excessive. In fact, like I think we all showed our age a little bit. Um, I mean, we played we played some drinking games, some old school drinking games, and that was like, you know, for someone who is, and I know this will shock you, incredibly bored, uh, boring. Sorry, incredibly boring, and and not that um, strong a proponent of drinking games. I did partake. I said a good. I had a good couple of never have I ever's. I said, never have I ever been to Legoland. Of course, I drank heartily. And I was quite disappointed at the amount of people who didn't drink. I feel like they need to change that. And frankly, I would be happy to, you know, facilitate that. I think perhaps maybe we should go on a podcast school trip and um, go to Legoland. See... I'd like to go to Legoland having had four beers. <laughs> I think, like, that to me is a good night. Um, obviously, it probably wouldn't be open at night, but, I mean, that's a good day. Day drinking at Legoland. Not sure it's allowed, but it sounds great to me. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, what the hell am I even trying to say here? Um yeah, so I go to town, it's hell on earth, um, we, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's 18 year olds all over the shop, like, like I say, it was quite telling that I don't think I saw, you know, a young, a young man dressed in his, dressed to the nines, shall I say, like, you know, back in black, back, black in the glory days. Back in the glory days. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, you know, you'd go to town and like, basically how it worked was, every man wore a shirt, and his best jeans and his best trout and his best like shoes or trainers or whatever. He had his aftershave on. He'd probably have gone to Drury's to get a haircut. Drury's is like a fancy expensive haircut place. I never went, obviously, because again, boring and uh, cheapskate and kind of self-loathing. So kind of not really wanting to take too much care of myself. Um, <clears throat> so I pay a, a women's hairdresser £9 to... <laughs> To just trim my hair, just make it presentable, please. I normally do that, like, you know, the day before I have to, you know, be in front of people. Um, because obviously I only have to be in front of people, like, once a quarter. Um, so, uh, yeah. I'm I'm becoming very tangential at this point, and I'm struggling. Okay, yeah. So we're in town. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So guys used to wear, you know, shirts and trousers and stuff and, and, and lots of aftershave, lots of Davidoff blue water. And now it was a lot of road men. <laughs> and, um, like, sweaty-looking road men because... Presumably, that was down to the cargo pants and the uh, 
and the hoodies or the I mean the funniest thing is like the, the amount of cagoules I saw <laughs> you know just sweaty cagouled men um, and and they're all lanky and they're all six foot three and it's quite frustrating really you know being a man of normal height um, I just was you know it was just a weird and yes I mean like yeah like people who there was a time where going to town everyone was older than me and then going to town everyone was around my age and then going to town there were younger people who I couldn't believe are in town because I know who they are and I remember them being young and now I'm so old that I go to town and I don't even know who anyone is um and um like i don't like as evidenced by this podcast i don't even know the culture anymore you know i can't quite believe that people are wearing cagoules in town and um and yeah what i will say is respect to the women of town because they they had still very much committed to the notion of wearing as little as possible which is kind of a theme that's been running for many years and it's something that I respect and you know have been known to enjoy on occasions but you know in a consensual and loving manner um so uh yeah, and it's funny that I mentioned people wearing cagoules because it actually ended up raining later on as we were traversing from one at, uh, one venue to another. And, you know, we could have used a cagoule at that point. I got quite wet. Um, But yeah, I mean, we've hit the half an hour mark and I've got seven hours and 20 minutes before I have to be... Um, basically up and ready for work tomorrow so that's that's deeply depressing um so i guess we'll wrap up but i suppose the summary of my feelings are that yeah i don't i'm i'm so far removed i'm so old that i don't even understand what what it means to go to town anymore um clearly i need to be taking the same drugs as these kids um and but the key thing for me is the um the longevity and the the deep rooted sort of sincerity of the friendships that I have um and even though like as I say I've tried my very best over the years um not on purpose, but accidentally, I guess. You know, my uh, I'm kind of an absent, an absentee friend. Um, you know, despite all those efforts as an absentee friend, like it's very much a case of like you see these people, and um, you, know, you kind of get welcomed with open arms. And I kind of was a little overwhelmed. By that 
like in by like in more than a few cases I kind of kind of couldn't believe that people still um, liked me which I think probably speaks to my own self-esteem which I think is you know pathetic but then again me calling my own self-esteem pathetic is like a paradoxical way to describe it so like I don't know um but yeah I just like it's really weird like I wasn't overly nostalgic it did feel kind of like I felt like it wasn't it wasn't like an old night out like it wasn't like how we were when we were 16 you know to to 20 or something probably yeah probably from like 16 to 18 there was a lot of going out and whatever um and then obviously from then people go to uni and sort of like find a city and they love it and that's great but yeah you sort of end up like i guess the group breaks apart a little bit um but it doesn't is the key like you know um yeah like people are, i don't know people are still like nice and loving and um yeah while it didn't feel like the old days it um it kind of was nice for what it was it was nice in the present day like i think in a way having the foundations of what we used to be um made it nicer for what it was on on the weekend and um yeah like i just um like i woke up the next day and i felt like really full like like i felt um i felt like i'd kind of you know remembered that like you know there's actually like a lot of people who like maybe you've um crossed paths with in your life and you know i guess those bonds can be deeper than maybe you thought they were or maybe you'd been talking yourself into and yeah i was kind of a little surprised i was kind of a little caught off guard by it and um like i guess i I can say this in a way that's like not um i don't know like not i don't mean this in like a passionate way i mean in just like a really i guess like i just loved them i love them and i loved it um but just in a very like just in a warm way like i just felt very um comfortable and i felt like um there was a lot of heaviness that had been kind of taken um off my shoulders a little bit um just by kind of being reminded that you know you're not 
in this alone. Um, and that's not to like disparage like, you know, any other relationships I have. It's just like, I guess, I suppose in general, you just take everything that you have for granted in a way. And I probably took like the friendships and the times that I had at school for granted. And then when they left, when it sort of stopped and I ended up being an adult with an office job, um, I think, I think maybe it was the realization that like, you know, these are, these are really nice and special moments. Like when you get to see all these people again, like these are quite rare. And I think I was aware of it at the time, you know, it was, it was like one of those times where actually I was living in the moment where I was like, actually, no, this is really cool that I get to see these people again. And I'm making the most of it. Like I'm making the most of them being home, like going out, doing something I wouldn't normally do. And, um, and I think that maybe that's why I was so kind of so, yeah, like, um, you know, uh, full-hearted afterwards, because I just, it was just, it was just an all-round, um, like, nice moment, and I think there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, really, like, without going too mad, but I know, whatever, we're 37 minutes into this podcast and, you know, whatever. Um, but like, I think like the next day I did, I was like, I'd, I awoke with like an energy that I hadn't had for some time um, and kind of an appreciation for genuinely sort of the, you know, the, the miracle that is life. Um, because it was kind of like, you know, it's a miracle that we even have the capacity to love people, you know, like you could have been born a twig, but instead you're a person and you can make these bonds with people and you can go three years without seeing them or longer. And, um, like you can still connect with them in a way that feels um, like the most natural thing you could possibly ever do. Um, and you almost don't need to, like, I almost don't need to explain it because you know what I mean. And that in itself is a miracle. Um and yeah, I'm just a, you know, a 26-year-old guy sat in a rocking chair in his living room with work in seven hours and ten minutes time, feeling kind of emotional about the fact that he has some friends. <laughs> um, yeah, but it is what it is, I guess. I could probably cry right now. This is really weird. Um but yeah, I guess I'll wrap it up. But um, yeah, the key takeaway will be 
you know, cherish the friendships that you have because they're really, they're really important and they're cool. Um, and just cherish everything, you know, like wake up tomorrow and make it, make it a good day because you can do, you know, go and go for a little walk and breathe in some nice air. Go buy yourself a scotch egg from the co-op. <laughs> That's what I did today, and I had a great day, you know. I had a lovely scotch egg. I also bought some olives that I ate at my desk <laughs> because I just, I don't know, I really like olives. Um, and you know what? I had a good day. And I think you don't need to really question why. And yeah, I think that's about it. That'll do me. I need to go to bed. Um, but yeah, uh, as ever, remember to be kind to yourself if you can. Um, I know it's hard sometimes and I'm not very good at it, but hopefully if I just say it over and over again, you know, someone will figure it out. Uh, yeah, be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people as well. And, um, you know, I'm here. And I'm going to be here next week as well. And the week after. And I'm going to be here forever. You know? Even when the podcast stops. I'll still be on Spotify. And, you know. That's a terrifying thought. Yeah. Much love. And I will speak to you again soon.